0: We synchronize in consciousness with what we tune into. That can elevate our consciousness or it can make us really heavy and unhappy and unhealthy. This becomes vital for each of us with what With whom have I been synchronizing myself in consciousness? Have I been synchronizing myself in consciousness with that which helps me dance? Or have I been synchronizing with that which allows me to become not much help to myself or anyone?
1: From Baltimore, Maryland, this is the Awake Yoga Meditation Podcast. Each week, we share a part of a teaching from Swami Nityananda recorded live at an Awake Yoga Meditation event. Today, Swami Nityananda on how to align yourself with what makes you happy. To attend a live meditation or to join our free e-yogi community, please visit AwakeYogaMeditation.org.
0: What we're inviting ourselves to do is connect with that wholeness, that ocean of mercy and grace that is present always, that is dancing always, it's available to all of us always, no matter what's going on in the surface of our lives. And this involves us being wise and perpetually like babies. So I think this was in September. I saw these two 18-month-olds greet themselves, and they're in that really cute stage. They both can walk. They're both learning how to go up steps, they both fall down a lot, and their bodies are in that really rubbery, bouncy state. <laughs> so they look like they're made out of like those little bouncy balls, and they kind of fall down, and then they bounce back up, and they're totally not hurt. Thank God we're designed <laughs> in this way. So I saw these two 18-month-olds greeting one another, and the, it was a little girl and a little boy, and the little girl started dancing. She started bouncing, and then the little boy looked at her and he started dancing and bouncing too. And see if you can, I know you'll feel kind of silly, but see if you can just let yourself dance and bounce so that you can feel what it's like to synchronize with that rhythm. So, and you could actually see like there were a bunch of adults watching the 18 months old who were doing this and the adults all started doing this too. (laughs) So I'm going to stop. You can keep dancing. Um, There's an energy of dance that permeates all of life. There's an energy, a rhythm, a pulse, a vibration, a shimmer, whatever you want to call it, a hum, a song, that penetrates all of life. And we're inviting ourselves to connect with that energy always. And so for some people, it actually does come through movement. Swami Shankarananda used to recommend free-form dancing in your kitchen. (laughs) Like He would say, if you're stressed, if you're sad, turn on some music you like. Free-form dance. No one's watching you. Dance, like you mean it. <laughs> dance, dance, dance. For some people, it's singing. So there's a hum, a vibration, a shimmer, a, a spontaneous adoration that shares itself through all matter and through all space. And for some of us, when we sing, or we hum, or we whistle, or we chant, we're able to connect with that energy. And this is true for everyone, regardless of how beautiful your voice is, according to human standards. And I'm told that excellent voice teachers say we all can learn to sing. (laughs) So I trust that and respect that. So don't censor yourself when you're in your shower or when you're in your car or sing into your pillow if you must. But allow yourself just to let that sound vibrate through you and it actually clears and opens the heart it clears and opens the lungs and so as that happens there are positive effects that are created physiologically so sadness can actually lift if you allow yourself to sing and chant and hum in that particular way acts of kindness by the way are very healthy So if you're really selfish, you'll be really kind (laughs) because it reduces inflammation. If you act kindly, it reduces inflammation, it reduces stress, it lifts depression. Lastingly, long term, six months of a study that I came across, depression is lifted if you practice kindness and the the indicators the markers that lead you towards things that you don't want which i won't even name so we don't have to energize them they decrease so one of the most wonderful gifts that you could give your own health and your own well-being and your own mental health is to practice kindness generously and spontaneously and so this is it's not it doesn't have to be extravagant it's smiling at someone is holding a door. It's saying, can I help? It's coming from the energy of kindness so that m- no matter what it is that you're saying and no matter to whom you are saying it, you connect with the energy of kindness before you speak. You connect with the energy of kindness before you think. You connect with the energy of kindness before you open the door for somebody or before you say, I'll, I'll help with that if you like. And kindness expects no return. That's one of the definitions of kindness. Like it's gratuitous. It's not looking for anything back. It's just, I have a natural, affectionate, spontaneous caring that is sharing through me in a way that it's natural to share through me. So for every person in the room, it'll share through each of us differently. And so just tune in and know what are your natural acts of kindness and cultivate them. Practice them in your daily life. Connect with them. And as you do, and so this is something, connect with that energy of that dance. Connect with that energy of that spontaneous movement that we all were connecting with physically. It's present everywhere. And so I'll give some examples, but say that you're in a waiting room where someone is waiting excruciatingly important test results, for example. If you're connecting with that energy of the dance, that energy of calm, that energy of tranquility, that energy of caring, it will fill the whole room and it will shift the energy of the whole room. And everyone who's there, whether they know it or not consciously, is benefited by that. So all of this is silent and it's It's in our very presence. It's offered without words. It's offered in our very being. And so that's one of the reasons why we're connecting with this, so that the more we connect with this, the more this river of kindness, this river of caring, this river of freshness, this river of the dance flows through us. And it flows into our lives. And then kind of think of the way water moves. Water is always in motion, Like Niagara Falls is always in motion, you can't stop it. And so this energy of this overflowing, outpouring kindness cannot be stopped. And so the more that we connect with that, the more it flows forth and it touches the people that we touch and then people who are touched by those people are also blessed and benefited by that energy of kindness as well. So we're doing it for ourselves, we're also doing it for everyone else. It helps to connect with humor as much as you can. And so here's a little brief line that might help you do that. One Buddhist monk leans over to another Buddhist monk and says, are you not thinking what I'm not thinking? (laughs) So this is, again, a reminder. We're being invited to move beyond categories of human thought. So, And I want to be clear about this. (laughs) When you're in a business meeting, it's not going to help you very much to say to your boss, "Ah, don't worry about it, I've moved beyond the categories of human thought. not going to be perceived as very helpful. Okay. So when you're in a context where it's useful and it's of service and it's helpful to engage with the categories of human thought, please do <laughs> and do so very wisely and skillfully and joyfully, but know really that what you're doing is you're translating. You're connecting with that, which goes deeper or wiser, or above, or beyond, or underneath, or more subtle than human thought, you're connecting with that infinite awareness, affectionate, pure, caring, kind energy. And that you are translating into the categories of human thought that will be recognized in that time and in that place. And so for some people, you will actually be able to say, let go of your judgment, and connect with your energy of pure awareness your energy of infinite adoration. And then for some people, you can just say, I trust you, I respect you. I know that things will work out. And you'll know. You will gain practice in this. You will become increasingly adept at being able to express this energy of adoration and this energy of wisdom that goes beyond human categories in ways that are appropriate to each time and place. Because it's of service to be able to meet absolutely everyone exactly where they are. But also, here's a really important little reminder as well. Ask yourself. So remember the story back to those two 18 months old and how they started synchronizing. We synchronize in consciousness with what we tune into. That can elevate our consciousness Or it can make us really heavy, and unhappy, and unhealthy. And so this becomes vital for each of us to just tune in, no castigation, no blame. But with what, with whom, have I been synchronizing myself in consciousness? Have I been synchronizing myself in consciousness with that which helps me dance and be aware of that divine vitality and that healthiness and that helpfulness, that highest wisdom, which is perpetual babyhood? Or have I been synchronizing with that which allows me to become not much help to myself or anyone, right? And we know that sometimes humans would like us to step down. And this is the equivalent of a lifeguard thinking, I'll be more help if I allow myself to drown with the person I'm trying to save. This is the equivalent of a physician thinking, I'll be more help if I allow myself to get sick rather than to help the patient heal whom I would like to heal. And so each of us, it's vitally important to notice and to attend to With what and with whom have I been synchronizing my energy? And you will know instantly as soon as you ask that question. And so if you become aware that when you talk to a particular person or you're in a particular situation, it's easy for you to stop that joyful dance, connect with the energy of the joyful dance before you enter into that situation or that conversation or before you have the contact with that person. And silently, throughout the entire time that you are present and caring and respectful and responsive with that person, remain in contact with that joyful energy, the synchronous energy of the dance. And that will help you very much so that you basically are being invited to become aware the mind can become aware of many different levels at the same time. And so I'll just give you an image here, if you've ever seen like a security guard watching six different screens at the same time, that's what we're invited to do. But we're invited always to have front and center the energy of the divine dance, the energy of the ocean of bliss. The energy of infinite caring and kindness and affectionate, attentive responsiveness. And it's when we do that that we are the lifeguard that is able to save the swimmer who is struggling, to help them save themselves. It's when we do that that we are in contact with the energy of healing and we are the equivalent of a physician who is helping a patient heal themselves and connect with the energy of healing as well.
1: This has been a production of Awake Yoga Meditation in Baltimore, Maryland. If this teaching has resonated with you, please consider making a financial contribution of any amount. Awake Yoga Meditation is a vibrant spiritual community oriented around yoga philosophy and awakening to our true divine nature. Our mission is to empower you in meditation, yoga philosophy, joyful service, and freedom in your life and world. We offer weekly meditations for adults and children, spiritual discussion, and meditation instruction. All are welcome. This podcast is produced by Racha, Nick Gold, and Dhruv. For more podcasts, articles, and upcoming events, or to schedule a private, personal, spiritual conference with Swami Nityananda, please visit awakeyogameditation.org. May absolute peace pervade the whole universe.